Hey, I'm Louis, nutritionist and personal trainer, and it's my privilege to welcome you to the Between Two Plates podcast in association with Strength Vitality, where we discuss everything between gym plates and kitchen plates to do with fitness, nutrition, and mental health. It is amazing to have you back listening to the podcast. Due to some exciting changes around us moving venue, it meant that realistically recording the podcast was unachievable. So it's awesome that we can finally be back in the Between Two Plates studio. In this special episode, friends Ollie Stables and Ryan Curd join me in our second CrossFit roundtable as we discuss the Open, Matt Fraser, Dave Castro and everything in between. Ollie is an affiliate with a significant career in the health and fitness industry, culminating in him realising his passion at the helm of the CrossFit FFH affiliate. Rye is director and the wiser, fitter half of Strength Vitality, a gifted and wholly informed coach with a fierce, pa- fierce passion for programming and collective progression. If anyone has any questions relating to any of the topics discussed in this interview, especially if it's to do with any of Rye's views, <laughs> please don't hesitate to email me at louis at strengthvitality.com or this time, ryan at strengthvitality.com. <laughs> Thank you again and we hope you enjoy the podcast. I'm ready to go hyper. You know when you're a bit too far away for shutting the door? <laughs> shut, the, shut the door. Oh, Use your throw hand stuff. In handy. You throw yeah. stuff. Use your hamstring mobility, your adductor mobility, and, and shut did, it with your Let's foot. have a look. Did you get it shut? Yeah, you did. Wow. You know that. That's incredible. Deer Kang. There's a deer Kang, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be Rye that came out with the racial slurs. Whoa. Not you, Ollie. Not you know me. What? Every day, it's really lovely. Every day, I see the most happiest Jamaican man on my walk. It's your daddy, yo. <laughs> he is the happiest. Like, yeah, Jamaican. man. I'm like, yo. <laughs> and your dog's like, fuck off, dog. Don't come near me. <laughs> Ollie, just because you see a black guy doesn't mean it's my dad. Oh, is it not? <laughs> So, Ollie, you were just saying about um, 21.2. 21.2? Yeah. What? Just doing it, you mean? <laughs> you were just talking about that and Rice said, wait. Are we rolling now? Are we, we're rolling. We're going I noticed, the re- I noticed the record thing, so I was like, I'm going to be quiet for a second and let Ollie hang himself straight at the beginning. <laughs> Dad, you make my walks worth it. Anyway, <laughs> 21.2. 21? Yeah, 21.2, isn't it? Yeah, it's not 21.2. Mm. Oh, boy. That got hard quick. Like, I started off thinking, if or, all my all my clients are saying, Ollie, how should we tackle this one? What should we do? I was like, just make sure you get into a metronomic sort of pace, just chip away, d- 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 one after another sort of thing. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right. How fucking fast can I go? I'm going fast. <laughs> Two minutes, I was winning. I was, I was pretty much up there, top top ten worldwide, Mister Worldwide, <laughs> Pitbull. Then what happened? happened? To that man, eh? And how, how anyway, long did you hold that pace for? Yeah, like I said, two minutes. And then it became, <laughs> then it became hell. Like it wasn't like the, the muscles are out. It was literally the lungs. Was it? it? Just felt like oh man, I felt like a forty day smoker. It was just the worst. <laughs> What time yeah. did you get? Uh, uh, I finished it. <laughs> 18, 18, 28. Mate, 28. Awesome. Awesome. I'm happy I got that. But I mean, look, just looking down the leaderboard, I'm like, mate, some guy came in. At, I think, wait, let me find out. Nine, I think it was like nine something. 
906, Ra- I think. Ra- so. Ra- Noah, Noah Olsen, Ollie, actually got nine something. My boy, big up. How do you feel about that, Roy? Um, <clears throat> I don't like him. And neither, <laughs> well, does, <laughs> and neither does anyone in the. Hey, uh, hey give that well, man a bit of credit. Why don't you like him? Um, it's a big thing to say about someone you don't know. I'm not going to say why. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the arena. For that. Rye, Rye goes from being like, and then it's like, we, we press record. to. Yeah, 100%, because uh, that might hurt someone's feelings, and that's not what I'm about. Okay. So I reckon they've done 21.25 minutes, 13 seconds. <laughs> Someone missed the 10. (laughs) (laughs) So, but um, it is pretty impressive Noah Olsen's score, right? That's uh, that's an amazing Yeah, well, another guy called Raimondo Morales. He's from Mexico and uh, he came in at 9-11. I'm yet to have done it yet. um, And I will, I'll be saved by the bell. (laughs) Don't you worry, the time will, time will look up. We can chop and change this, can't we? (laughs) No. It's a Facebook Live. Wow. Oh. I want this to be unedited. But that is... So, Rye, about that, Castro. What, yeah. what, is, what is insane about that is that you've got, like, um, like, that is... If you think, like, Ollie, you're a really fit guy. And if you think... No, like, not at the moment, man. You are, mate. You look are. how big Louis is. Like, Ollie and I, normal-sized humans, you can see by the pictures behind us. Look at that. Oh, Louis' pictures are <laughs> the same size as us. That's Just, actually... Uh, There's only 85, this is. <laughs> Louis' head's just massive. That's a landscape. <laughs> From the panoramic uh, views, isn't it? <laughs> This is a real size pen. I mean, <laughs> actually, that probably does look like a pretty Yeah, that's size. true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, where you going the opposite. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to try You want a massive pencil with the rubber on the end. That'll make yeah. it worthwhile. <laughs> then I'd look tiny. What I was going to say was, it's crazy to think, right, Ollie, whether you attest this or not, you're a really fit guy. Someone has gone... Like, if you imagine you two moving together, twice the speed. That is Oh, yeah, knock him while he's already feeling If you watch my YouTube video, though, I did have a a part argument with my judge, a.k.a. my fiancé. Did you? I was like, you miscounted me. (laughs) (laughs) Ollie, who's world-class at uh, making mistakes whilst counting. um, uh, Just a blunders. That is the the sign of a good personal trainer, by the way. Right. Had had the goal. What's counting? I'm you don't as need well. to count. Yeah, um, uh, you. Uh, sh- he had the gall to argue with his judge, which you know, as a good humble athlete, you should never do. Um, and then uh, it cost him time, and the judge a was lot right, more, so, right? A lot more. Yeah, it yeah, a lot more. It lost a lot more. Yeah, it lost a lot more. Um, <laughs> just say but... March the fourteenth. We we'll leave it there. <laughs> Minus the stake. <laughs> right. Oh, but poor G, you know. Shout out to G for for um, me. Being... For what? For all the things I've lost. <laughs> You've lost some things. Some, you know. I mean, I've never experienced. What those do you things, guys? So I wouldn't know. What do you guys think of Dave Castro's clues? Is is there any logic to them? Or is he just shitting? Do you know what I really enjoyed though? Trolling. I really enjoyed people. People just 
uh, like that guy. Did you see that um, one where you found the weight plate and what acrylic, like high temp weight uh, weight plates are made of and stuff? I thought it was the matting he was talking about, but no, I didn't. Oh no! So he went into it. and He came up with like a rogue weight plate. Right. And I was like, that's fucking genius. It's going to make everyone think barbell, and we all did, didn't we? I mean, I thought it was a two parter. Excuse me. I thought it was a two parter, but I think it's going to be next week now. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love the clues because it's um, it's adding theatre to something, which makes it more fun. It gets everyone talking. It has uh, zero bearing. It never has any bearing on the actual workout. And my favourite thing, so I've um, I've I've created a workout um, like a fitness league before, and Ollie Guest wrote one of the workouts, <coughs> but he wanted to do the clues for it. But Ollie's clues are, are basically, um, you might want a schmarmel and uh, <laughs> you better practice your ull-ups. And I'm like, you're giving away no. all the movement. He's what was so my bad. Clue? My clue was really good, actually. Your you clue was so funny. bad. I it thought it was good. funny because it's amazing. What, I think what, Ollie should... Have you got an example yeah. of the clue? Can you remember what I the clue was? Find it. I reckon I can find it on my phone. Give me two seconds. This is world-class podcasting. <laughs> just watching Ollie find stuff on his phone. This was, did this not happen last time? No. Yeah, we, what were we talking about with headphones? You were saying something. Well, that was me calling them Apple Pods or whatever they were. And then uh, you... Uh, you did it again. You, you yeah. did it again. I just referred to them as what I said in the time, verbatim. I'm not making the same mistake. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't make the same oh, mistake I... twice. I'm livid, I'm livid, Ollie, uh, Louis, that we haven't taken this opportunity to uh, use our branding in this because look who's crowbarred theirs into the top left corner of theirs. <laughs> what are you on about? You can't even see it anymore. <laughs> oh! <laughs> hold on, hold on. Really good. Uh... It's when Barry comes up. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Just resting on your shoulder. <laughs> so, oh, um, I'm looking for the VI thing. This, all right, sorry, yeah. I oh, know you keep talking. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm just, I don't know where it is. Right, what was the WhatsApp group called? I think you kicked us out of it actually. Yeah, I did. I kicked everyone <laughs> out. Kicked me out of it. Sorry, honey. So, um, on, no, I can't remember. So but you is, reckon, is, Dave? Is. Dave, right? Sorry. Ollie, you were saying you think it's going to be like a two-parter. I thought that was going to be this one because of yeah. the throning hat and the Matt Fraser T-shirt. Yeah, no, that was clever, that was. That, yeah. But he threw us off mark, off guard, didn't he? he uh, that, I mean, I think the man's a genius for that. He is a genius for that. And again, list a few things and, you know, like analysing stuff, he's a genius in terms of his workouts are, are great. I think he... Like that wall walk one, everyone was like, what a load of shit. Who the fuck wants to wall walk? It's a regression. No one does it. No one knows how to do it. The fact that pretty much every single athlete, when they first did their first take, got no reps at least 20 times because the standards were so good. Well, the standards are great. And then yeah. then you get like the OGs talking about it. So obviously Josh Bridge was talking about it on a thing earlier on a podcast, a podcast I was watching. And... I think he took credit for programming, didn't he? But um, yeah, he did. I just oh, think it's he? great that he was like, I used to, I used to, yeah. He, well, he reckons that he programmed it in December twenty. Oh, because he did it for himself but, before, didn't he? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, Savan just... said that he just uh, Castro just watching his programming and copying it. 
There's a lot of beef there, though, isn't there? It's quite funny. Anyway, uh, that's good beef. Do you reckon good or bad beef? They're not going to fight, though, are they? Between Hold Cast- on. The- Castro and well, no. Josh Bridges aren't fighting anymore, are they? No. Well, I don't because... think they really were, were they? I think it's always... Oh, just... no, they, I think they were pretty... They were in uh, discussions for it. I think Josh wanted to fight without shirts and um they do you think that's really why the fight was cancelled yeah dave castro was like if you and i would have a boxing fight a boxing match which i would never agree to because your reach is nine times mine and your height is eight times mine and you're fitter than i am but if yeah but if yeah that is also a technique that i use but if we were to fight and you were like tops off i'd be like no am i getting in a room with you with your top off if you said to me Right, so I can't do a backflip. But if you were like, you're gonna wear a tutu right. where we do a backflip comp- <laughs> where we do a backflip competition, and a tutu. you're gonna be paid because Castro before that was saying that there was like a six figure, it was gonna be like a six figure fight, like, and he was like, yeah, I didn't want to do it because because of the t-shirt thing. That's not why he's cancelled the fight. Well, I mean, I don't think he wants to lose in front of I lots mean, of people. I'm all for watching you trying to do backflips and tutus. <laughs> It would be I'm a in. dark day. I'm happy to do that. It would be a yeah. dark day. Would it be like a repeat on Barry again? <laughs> it's very disappointing. More, more, no, I can't. You've got to be oh, so really? careful. I can't. Okay. No, why, is that, why is that, Louis? <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> I thought Rye was going to be this guy. <laughs> No, no, I'm uh, like, I know where this goes oh. to live for the rest of its life. Yeah, which no, is I'm on worried the about it. I told you I'm in a weird mood, man. <laughs> Every time Ollie gets on the microphone right now, I can't. Can you move your microphone down? <laughs> Just cut Ollie out. Hear what you say. <laughs> Come closer to the microphone, though. We can't hear you. Oh, man. What? So funny. So, um, Ollie, you obviously know. That me and Rye have different feelings on mm-hmm. the podcast, Matt Fraser, Joe Rogan podcast. Now, before we interject, what is your view and take? Because you've just seen it. You've just seen it the most recently. Uh, I haven't actually listened to the whole Joe Rogan thing, so I'm not sitting there for three hours. Um, <laughs> I've, I'm sorry, but... I can't do that, man. My attention span is small. Um, I mean, not, not unlike <laughs> Louis' microphone. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I think a lot of it's taken out of context. I said to Rye the other day, uh, early actually. I think loads of it's been taken out of context. I think we meet Matt... up before this so that we can go against you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we no, make sure so we make sure we're on the same hymn sheet. Good idea. I think it must be harder, right? Because as Matt said in his thing, whether he's you know being one hundred percent honest or not, walking into a room with the 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 biggest person in the podcast world, Joe Rogan, who he probably listened to since he was a young young lad, anyhow, um, listened to him to talk. It must be quite daunting. It's like yeah. it's like this, for example. This is going to yeah, go. Yeah, I have a big deal with right. Right. I mean, apart from talking to right, this is going to go to World Wide Web. You never know what can be taken from this. You know. Yeah. Someone could put things on you and send things on, you know. Put it just, so how I'm fucking on a tangent now, aren't I? <clears throat> Basically, how I think how he's been asked the questions. They weren't like loaded questions, right? Because I don't think Joe Rogan knows that much about the CrossFit world, as mm. he sort of pointed out. But I think Matt Fraser went in there with a with a list in his head, going, "I know what I need to say." 
like you mentioned, I want to plug this, plug that, blah, 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 blah. Right. But he just got stuck. He got stumbled. And I think it came across as, and I think he does anyway. Generally, he comes across quite a sort of a, he rolls with the people, he dishes the punches and never really takes the punches. Where the other way around, he sort of left him off guard. He was like, whoa, okay. So I think how you got the context of what he came across wasn't in terms of what he meant. So he might have like bad mouthed the CrossFit methodology and said, some gyms are, you know, doing it badly. But I Which don't disagree with him. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree with him with that. I think some gyms do things, do things poorly. But I also think other gyms do things really well. And if you look at the progression of the sport from 2007 to where it is now, or probably even before that, 2005 where it is to where it is now, the athletes coming out of there, well, it's been used, methodology has been used across all, board, all boards. You look at any sort of SNC program, you look at any sports teams, at some point they've used the um, CrossFit method- methodology. So I think with that term, he's not bad-mouthing CrossFit in terms of that, I don't think. I think his feeling behind Dave Castro, he's always looked at Dave Castro's outside thing. And he, as you read more and more about it, it goes down to being not invited to the invitationals, um, team invitationals in 2014. I think a lot of that must be quite hurtful. Like, did Castro have a bit of beef with him beforehand that you didn't know about? I don't. We don't know. I don't know that. Do you know that? I don't know. But yeah, I think I don't know. I think he's he's annoyed at people within the CrossFit industry. Like we said, like last time we had a chat, they would take some of them people away for keeping what CrossFit's all about. I think he's all about that. Well, he is. He went living for it, and he's still living for it now. So that's my biggest point in it. There's other yeah, things, man. obviously. I think um, it definitely came across like, I think, yeah, you're right. I was listening to, um, there's a comedian, there's like a Texas comedian called Theo Vaughn. And he's like a big comedian. I don't know if you guys know him. Mm. And he, he's got podcasts and YouTube. And he was saying when he went on Joe Rogan, he was like, I felt like I was outside the headmaster's office. He was like, or like I was going into a fight. He was like, I was so nervous. Mm. So I can imagine that. And I think when you're trying to garner, um, like common ground with someone it's quite easy to find something to point at and i think i was saying to you guys like the analogy for me that podcast i felt a little bit like because putting the subject of what matt talked about aside for a second i felt a little bit like matt realized where joe's coming from joe has in the past been critical of crossfit and he's quite and i, and I think if i was to meet him i would assume that he had like a a less than open idea about what CrossFit is because I've heard how he talks about injuries and stuff like that but I think Matt went into that and was like started to realize when I say things that go against the narrative such as the methodology has its weaknesses or the gyms aren't run well Joe is more interested and not that he's necessarily thought about this like I'm this is what I'm going to do but it's like oh I can gain common ground with this individual a bit like when you're at this when you're like young at school you've got your mates and then there's another group of friends and they're all slagging off someone else, and you start to go along with that narrative because you fit into that group. I don't necessarily think Joe led it, and I don't think Matt intended to, but I think by talking about the negatives or the stuff that would make you go, it became common ground for them as two people talking, and it certainly felt like objectively, in my opinion, Matt probably didn't do a good enough job of defending some of that as well. Just sort of is, it his, not- is it his right to defend it? It's not his job. Yeah. I was about to say, it's not his responsibility to do it, but it would be nice if he had done it. But it's, it's not his job to do it. It's like anything. It's like, if me and you, we go talking about, you know, a personal training course, right? There's thousands and millions of ones out there. We know, we've all done one. We've all done something of some sort, you know, where how intense it is and stuff like that. Like, 
I could easily badmouth the course I did because I disagree with a lot of the stuff I've done, but it made me get onto the sort of what I said ladder, shall we say, that I that I've used to build my foundations up to build my knowledge up. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, like you could argue that that sort of context as well. Like um, again, I've lost completely where I'm going with this. <laughs> as in, you could make that same argument for the CrossFit methodology, or yeah, I mean, like anything. Like, yeah, I just think how it's. I think how it's worded really, like you say, fucking my guard, and I think it it made it come across worse than it was, and I think that is, and then, then people like the keyboard warriors get on board and they just literally go in on him, and then that yeah. blows up. It's like media, yeah. it's like the media with this going off the bandwagon onto another bat, another wagon. It's like the COVID, the COVID shit going on with the blood clots and stuff like that. I mean, this is a whole we can talk about this another thing, but like the media <laughs> have blown it up to a whole different proportion. The same in the CrossFit world. It's a ma- it's a it's a massive community. Everyone's very close knit. Everyone thinks news doesn't go. It travels very fast and doesn't you know, it gets all twisted and turned like, sort of turned into uh, whatever you want it to believe sort of thing. I think that has uh, that has caused him more grief than good. And I think that then being perceived as worse than it actually is. Yeah, the social media has become a catalyst for polarization. So oh, massively. it's like warm or warm. There's no like moderate doesn't doesn't get you like you could you put out a tweet that's like you can be healthy in loads of different ways like no one engages with that if you put out a tweet that's like, <coughs> you'll die if you eat broccoli the engagement's like what so right yeah. you're very quiet over there um i'm letting you guys um speak i think um that the reason that it that um that people were upset about it is because crossfit has been um attacked uh throughout its inception and uh conception sorry and they have uh they always feel like they're having to defend it but the the not just the methodology this i mean the sport is more of a vehicle to uh to market the methodology but the um the methodology has helped so many people globally and prob- and and, fi- and has had the biggest effect on the fitness industry than any other um uh facet of it so far um and you know a lot of it's free and i think the thing that uh, uh why it resonated or why it, why a lot of people um got engaged to it is they felt like here is someone who has been um uh, taken in as someone obviously he was super fit anyway and he was going to do really well but he's become a bit of an idol within the sport and then therefore would have made a really good ambassador and i think a lot of affiliates um that do uh, that you know shed weight um really uh help their local communities um get fitter get stronger educate them move better increase their um uh, their their lives and um, uh, the effectiveness of whatever they do. Uh, um, I think they felt like it was a chance for someone to go onto that platform and showcase them. And instead he didn't really poo poo it, but he didn't show it off. And that's why they were upset. So, uh, and like him, he himself has said like his dad has was out of shape his whole life and he went to the local CrossFit box and he got in shape and uh, he lost, he's in the best shape he's ever been in, the healthiest he's ever been, happiest he's ever been. Uh, uh, and uh, even Matt himself said like he was blown away by the effect it had on his own dad. Uh, and he, for, 
prefer uh, really wanted to bring that to the table but like you said at the beginning he was like a deer in headlights and he he had he he like he idolizes this guy like he listens to him all the time and um as much as you can be one of the most successful people on the planet like someone you idolize is going to knock you back uh, and take you out of your step and you're going to want to have common ground with them you don't want to be torn apart by someone who's got to that position and has that following because he's so good at uh interviewing people and asking questions and he could take um matt I guess had uh, in the back of his mind knew that Joe could take that a certain way and make him not look as good, like pick holes in. He's a very intelligent man. And I feel like Matt just wanted to go on there um, to tick a, like a, a box that he's done something that he's always wanted to do. And then also get through it unscathed. That's how it seemed as well. He didn't say anything outrageous. Like he, he knows quite a lot about the doping. So he talked about that a lot and he kept trying to take it back to UFC, which, obviously it's something that Joe's interested in. So I think he was trying to, like you said, garner that uh, um, uh, favoritism or whatever to uh, make the conversation a good one for both of them. So, uh, and I think, I get it. I get why the affiliates were upset because they do a lot of hard work. And if you're an affiliate that was offended by that conversation uh, by him not defending you or supporting you, I'd argue that you're a good affiliate because you care about how the uh, the rest of the globe sees you and you know that the effort that you put into making uh, and helping people get fitter and healthier and what you wanted was a chance for someone to showcase that to the world. Um, and that's probably why people are I upset. I also think, like, I think Matt has stepped out of the competition comp- Competitional sort of aspect of his uh, of that world, but who's to say he's who's to say he's not actually you know he's done with it now? Like, like I mean, yeah, he's doing programming and stuff, but a lot of that is sort of like S and C programming and stuff. I mean, like he's not doing. He said he's not going to do a competitive program. He's not going to run a competitive team as of yet. So I say, like, what happens if he's actually done? Like. Has anyone thought that? His program is uh, using the CrossFit methodology. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like a lot of things do anyway now. Like a lot of things take that. But I'm saying like, <laughs> yeah. mate, is he using that? I mean, that's just obviously a thing where he just said, like, this is what I did. Here you go. That is that is that, is that his support and he's done. But do you think that, uh, uh, relating that to how he came across on the podcast, do you think that then because he knew he was going to be done with it, that warranted his like, he put a negative slant on things to make it easier to shut the door. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just it was a question to put out there for you guys. I, I don't know if he's. But how, I mean, like he tried. He said. He said. I read on the morning chalk up he, how he tried to hang the boots up on. Um, I say boots. Sorry, rugby term. How he tried to hang like you know get out of the sport into uh, last year. Yeah. He said like, I'm, I'm done. I don't want anymore. But then you know Shane phoned up and was like, Yo, man, when you uh, when you coming back? Blah blah blah. blah. I was like what? And then uh. O'Keefe is like, a, mate, you've got one more year in you. Go on, you'll regret yourself and thought you'll really regret it. Sort of yeah. thing. Maybe he was pushed into it. It's like anything. It's like, you've had it for Lupin Rugby. And you're like, oh, I'm done now. And yeah. you get the phone from the manager going, come on, Lou, let's go another year, mate. You know, you've yeah. got this. And, you're like, Ooh. and the boys are like, come on, mate. Like, bit of peer pressure. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. It's just a thought. It's something thrown out there. I mean, I don't, I think, so yeah, I think Matt, I think Matt is, you know, we'll be always walking history in terms of the fitters on earth. He's the first to get five in a row, you know? It's well, yeah, like with any right, situation. Yeah, like there's there's an element of like X, I think in, Ra, you've alluded to it. I think that in the CrossFit community, there's an almost level of like 
you owe us. But Matt's success, it, like like you you when you phrased that earlier, right, of how people perceive it. So the CrossFit community took him in. Like I think that is where people are wrong because only took him you know, in he as, worked as an his underdog, ass off though. and he just and he went all the way to the top. Like he was he the underdog when he started, in, wasn't he? Right, and he wasn't taken in like the CrossFit community looked after him and that he was successful. Therefore, we praised him. He went to a box and he went to a, uh, a CrossFit gym and he himself says he was lucky to go into a good one but he went into that and they supported him and helped him on his journey so i'd say that he was taken into by that community and that's a part of the bigger community oh, so i don't think it was right but yeah, his driving yeah. force at the start was money he self-admits that he says the first thing yeah. i saw was there's a five grand competition i was like i am going to do that it was on a night podcast to listen to about three four years ago it's like it like they asked him what, what what would get you into uh what got you into crossfit he went the money like i he said i walked in the pair of air uh, i think it was like air force or tns or something night tns and like what's on your feet like and it was like i couldn't afford pressures i was a college student i couldn't really afford anything else i just lifted barber heavy barbells and i was very successful and i saw five grand to be out of breath he's like i'm i'm doing that like him his drive was money then he realized he was pretty good at it and i think i don't know if he ever actually loved it you know that's my biggest thing did he love the sport or did he do it for success? Yeah, man, I think this is where people are really disappointed because it, we've put our expectations on him. Like, we've got this expectation, like, you did really well because you must love it and therefore you must love all of us and you must give back. And he, he's been really candid in, like, no, I actually just did it because I, I was really good at it and I wanted money. And, like, that's, and it's almost defeated where we have put an idol. And I also recognise how people would be disappointed there because he has the potential to be so amazing for the sport and the and the perception of the sport outside of that but he also where i think he doesn't have the responsibility to do that like actually right i agree i think you're, you're right and i was wrong there he was taken in initially by the crossfit community but i don't think that that validates an expectation no he i agree should be untruthful to himself just for the crossfit community um i from the plans he has, because the fact that the work he's done since he's retired, um, I think he will <coughs> 100%. He said, you'll see more of me in that space than you ever have done before. So not on the competition floor, but more in it. I think that people and including us are running away with like uh, what we think he's thinking um, mm, and how he's got that. to a certain point. Like he himself has worked hard. He did it for the money. He was good at it. He's made more money in his wildest dreams to uh, set himself up for the rest of his life. Um, he's uh, self-motivated or uh, he uses stuff very well to motivate himself. I know uh, Ollie touched on it earlier on about the um, uh, anger towards Castro. I don't think he has that at all. I think uh, he just, uh, he is very good at... Uh, understanding that revenge and anger is a very very strong motivator and you need a bigger bottle it's not as a small bottle in louis hands <laughs> um that's, just, uh, uh, it's, that's amazing i can't concentrate drink that massive you didn't buy that that flavor did you flavor that yourself yeah um yeah man yeah, I don't know where I was now. I've been sidetracked by that. You were saying gigantic. that he uses the anger and revenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he uses that and he knows it's a fuel that burns super hot. And so he would tell himself 
anyone that did anything like he, he'd uh contort yeah, something that do happened you think, yeah do you think he used that to then drive the people to want him to succeed being again putting himself in the underdog situation saying okay cash doesn't like me let's let's use that a little bit more but yeah. maybe not in terms of like mm. huh, that guy's a prick they're doing it in terms of yeah. like well, he doesn't like me very much, does he? So I must just, you know, win his competition. Well, proving like... someone wrong is yeah, infinitely a better that... drive than anything. Oh, and I think, I think he's taken. Uh, well, uh, he's openly said it. He has. Uh, he used that as a fuel uh, to prove people wrong because it helped motivate him more than yeah. if he didn't have that. And uh, that uh, I think that's a. It's a. It's a, it's a bit of a uh, scarce skill to be able to contort something that you know may be taken either way like most people like even like 99 of the people that don't like me i take it as they're trying to keep me grounded uh, i've always said that i'm like oh that's thank you for keeping me humble which is the opposite of what he's done there. no but what's the opposite is like <laughs> i take that as a positive he's taken something that could have been gone it could have gone either way as a massive negative about mm. him and then he's used that personal vendetta to drive him for, further forward. And yeah, he's let that, uh, let the media play that out. But how often is there a villain? And uh, look, Piers Morgan is a great example. He slates so many people and is very, very contrary and wants to, uh, and does think, it seems like he says things to create drama so that he's in the public eye more. But everybody that knows him speaks so well of him and says how nice he is and supports him and that becomes a, a bit of a shock because we believe the media version of that person um and he may well be a dickhead but uh you know he also that's just like who is that that's people could think that about um anyone and i think that once a, a group of uh, uh uh, once the media have taken a hold of someone, they become a caricature of themselves. And I feel like that drama between Matt and Dave is the same thing. You've hit, I mean, he, Matt's got a poster in his gym, which says something like, revenge is the best success. Mm. If that's something you believe, you need something to feel like needs of being avenged. You're a yeah. subscriber yeah. to the Fraser channel then. No, I saw that on his... Um, and that's <laughs> old. Uh, a will. It was on his channel the other day. It was on the back right. of his wall, in, like near an <laughs> air runner or something. Yeah, that's um, yeah, behind a JHD. Maybe. So maybe. Next, next, next to the weights. Yeah. <laughs> in front of the air runner. <laughs> next to this, next to this, next to the concept machine. Yeah, that one. <laughs> next to the, the C two. The C bike. Yeah, the C two. The C bike. The C two. Wait, no, we called it the C. I just called it the C two. Yeah, everyone knows. I'm what just going to go um, too, train with the road. I'm just going to go train with the rogue, guys. If you, do you want to all bring your rogues and then we'll go train with the rogue? Yeah. Are you trying to mock me now because you yeah. didn't know what a C2 was? <laughs> oh, also, if we're mocking people, um, <laughs> I've opened the, the door. Oh, the other day, you said um, uh, when, you, uh, when you question, um, question your ad uh, adherence to the CrossFit methodology after 17.2 um, and why? Why seventeen point two? When it's that's not been repeated, it's pedantic yeah. to say. But it was seventeen point one that's been repeated, and you used the wrong um, the wrong workout in your <laughs> Instagram post. And I was like, that fucking noob has got it so wrong. Me and Ollie were like <laughs> laughing about it. We can wait this. We can wait this. Yeah, we could. No, you, know no, Matt I, you know what it was? I worked this one out. I worked it out. Louis was writing twenty one point two. Took the way to 21 and put 17 in front of it and forgot to change the point. That's what it was. Do you so know? Louis, 
Yeah, I think he mate, just made I mean, a mistake. No, and it's funny. It's well funny. And it's I a lot like when he's I just... obviously made a mistake, but yeah. I literally wrote that post as twenty one point two. But yeah, I was no, like, I saying. looked yeah, at yeah. it and I was like, someone's gonna be like, we well, haven't already done twenty one point two. So it's like, I'll do the seventeen. So it's like seventeen point two. But I got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And while we're here, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, okay, no, <laughs> right. Okay, we've got more. I've got a whole list of things here. Second one on my list, the old listy poos, is uh. I can't wait to see um, Ollie. Help me out. I've forgotten his name. The Scottish comedian Kevin Bridges. <laughs> Kevin Bridges. I can't wait to that rogue uh, sponsored athlete Kevin Bridges does his next live tour. You bastards! Well, I mean, you started this. No one knows what we're talking about. <clears throat> no, do you know what? Actually, going back to the uh, the thing that irked me when we were having that conversation. So we would talking about uh, a little bit to do with the Matt, Matt and uh, Castro to and throwing and, and that, um, that drama. And you said that CrossFit needs to do better. That's what irked me. That's, what, that's why we decided we'd have another podcast because uh, there are some, uh, there are so many, so many things that are good from it. And rather than just constantly celebrate the good, we look for something and go, oh, that, that's not good enough. This needs to improve. So what I'm really interested in is what you think CrossFit needs to do better. Do you disagree that it needs to do better? I disagree. Uh, I, think, I think everything... I think, you both I think, disagree that CrossFit needs no, to no, do no. better? I, I don't, well, I don't, I, I, that's what you both first. just said. Just what, no, no, I didn't say that. I was just what, about to say well, what that. Context we're talking? What context are we talking? We're talking in terms of... It's methodology and program. We're talking in terms Hang of on. media output. What we, how are we me, talking? And do, I, I prefer the statement, by the way, CrossFit needs to do better. But for the record, I said to you, CrossFit could do better. Okay. Um, how, how would you, how did you word that though? But I, like I, I agree. That CrossFit could do better. I, think well, well, I will stand by, should do better. Everything could do better. Every, there's, there's every facet. Yeah, how like, did this like come human nature. Uh, um, so to put it into context um, and to paraphrase Roy, we were chatting about that initial, uh, uh, was it the Castro and Matt thing? Yeah, or it was the... to do with Castro and Matt um, and, and whether, because um, Matt, uh, at that point, yes. before yeah. Matt explained himself, it sounded like he was going in on Castro, the methodology, and uh, you and you rightly said he doesn't owe CrossFit anything, but uh, it was seen as a very negative towards CrossFit, yes. and that's how we started the next part of our conversation. So yes, so right as like, and I hope it's okay me saying this. You've just said that you were irked, so there was an emotive, yes. emotive element to what I said. Right. So my point Maybe. was that the the issue in taking Matt like at, in a big negative in that way is that. My perception of that interview was that Matt could have been more balanced, 100%. But I think that if I was Eric Rosa, I would have listened to that and been like, actually, yes, we could do better. And I did say could. We could do better. And I would have also thought, and I honestly think the way I think like this is because when I used to live with Rye and you talking to me about management, I would have also thought, I wish I'd have brought Matt in and been like, where could we do better? And I think I also think Eric Rosa will have seen the, the video in a much more positive light. But the way I saw it, which disagreed, was I think Matt in that highlighted lots of things, which I agree with mostly like the I think there could be more. I think there should be this controversial. I think the level one of weekend is not enough for the amount of things that a, a level one coach can teach. 
Um, I think that there's definitely could be, there could be more regulation in elements of like how the boxes work and how programming is delivered. Um, and uh, then also, I, I also think that Dave Castro in terms of, and this was, this was just Matt's side of the story. So I like Dave Castro said, this would never be the case. So in, whether this is right or wrong, should this be correct? Matt, Dave saying publicly, whether it was in audio written format, whatever it was, I don't think it wasn't an article, knowing that he is the programmer of the games, this won't suit Matt Fraser is just bad etiquette for something that we want to look professional as a sport. At the moment, I think the CrossFit Games should be run clean and punchy and sharp. It's not, it, it's, it's not okay for it to look like that it's being programmed like a guy in a box who's a little bit frustrated with another guy in a box. And whether that's the case or not, to say this isn't going to suit Matt is not appropriate. He's got to I take... disagree slightly. So just really quickly on that last point, to... yeah, on that on that point, on that last point, and we'll go through all of them. But the the when I think if you're program like we all program, right? So when we're programming something, if I'm programming it and I'm using the methodology correctly, therefore I'm trying to get uh, as varied uh, um, as the methodology suggests that we should be. Um, and I know that there is a workout when I'm going through those variations and there's going to be some points of that variation that I get to that will not suit a certain type of athlete that that will be a beneficial a beneficial to someone like you Louis versus me and uh and that could be that's the whole of the methodology that you're better than me at but um if uh um if <laughs> if, if you you will get to a, a workout just via even if you're just using the hopper you will get a workout that will suit a certain person and if you're creating that you're creating those workouts i know when i write workouts i know that i would suit a certain workout but if i'm doing the methodology correctly i wouldn't change the scope of all of the different variations that would come out so when i get to a certain point like uh the one in 1000 that doesn't suit me, I would be able to recognize that. And I would also be able to recognize that it suits Ollie or you. So when he says that, I think he means this isn't suited to him, but that's just, that that's fact if it suits a certain type of athlete and Matt isn't that athlete. I don't think it means he programmed it to be against the, uh, his strengths because- but Also, if he, even if he did program against Matt's strength, you've had a winner five years in a row, right? So. Maybe it was dominant on one side of thing that happened to be the winner would go get it. Who was the top three on the podium? Did it change much? I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head who I think Noah came in for two years on the podium, didn't he? Like, you know, you watch the tall athletes like Patty V and the uh, you know, Brent Flakowski, or however you say his last name. Mike Flavowski. Um <laughs> however you say, yeah. You watch them, they 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 deteriorate quite quickly because it became a much more of a and everyone says you are best being a five foot something crossfitter because that's what program that. But if you soon as you start, you know, one year they could put in like rowing, they could put in like wall balls, burpees, the high, you know, touch objects. It becomes a much more taller person's game. I think naturally what's happened is you've seen um, common ground in terms of the people that do the best are the ones that are very suited for that movement. And I think over the last five years, you've had a very sort of 
that's why the games haven't changed much. Um, they've seen the very similar sort of programming as such. I don't think. No, I think I think that the reason that those averages come out is because the uh, by the definition of trying to have uh, the uh, constant variance, you're going to get those averages. And yes, they can put in the taller. Uh, like you know that using the different uh, metabolic pathways you're going to have the sub five minute workouts well there are going to be a portion of uh, people that are better at sub five minute workouts and the people that are better at the with the uh, larger capacity to do um, the 45 minute plus workouts but over them all you're going to get someone that's average at this average at that average at that that person is therefore by the crossfit definition the fittest person because they have the biggest capacity and variance and so that height will all the the average height that's what five seven or something like that um no uh, nah, five six and also really <laughs> old and bald um but the um uh, the uh that that is always going to throw itself up like you're by being any end of the spectrum either super short or super tall you are not going to be the medium of that sport and this sport is about being good at as many things as possible so that's always going to happen and i don't think and i think the program is always going to churn that type of athlete out but what what's to say like okay you've seen this five this is five-time world champion you know or fitness on earth like bloke matt fraser say what's to say castro is not thinking okay let's really throw us in the mix let's make it a, a just a massive endurance-based movement workout for the over this weekend shall we say because it's going to change would that the be a fair assessment it? of the cross yeah it, yeah true true i mean true i mean the, the, the very definition of yeah the very definition of the methodology is that yeah. we get as many varied. variances through those uh, over that week of the testing and not just that week the okay the season's changed now but the uh semi-finals quarterfinals and the yeah, open yeah, that, are the, the the whole duration of it is by the end of it at the top is the person they could go back to the hopper they could draw every workout and time domain and uh, movements out of the hopper and they matt fraser would be the top of it Tia would be the top of it for the women because what? they train sorry sorry no i didn't want to yes as they train with the their their goal is to be good at anything and he and matt mentioned on the podcast there are some on joe rogan experience that there are workouts that they don't know what the workout is going to be up until the point of chaos where in during the workout they didn't know how many reps they were going to do of something that in its very definition by Mm. is having that variance so i don't think you could argue that someone is trying to program it a certain way unless you looked at the programming and went well hang on a second there's a lot of rowing swimming warbles in nearly every workout that would go against Matt but if it's a one-off and he doesn't do well but he comes back to the top because he does well in all the other events that is uh if anything a testament to the methodology I don't think that. that many people are arguing that Dave Castor has planned it against him my opinion is that it's not professional enough for where we want the sport to be to be putting something out which looks like it could be but you're calling biased. castro as the sport you're saying castro well, he is programs it so yeah, if you were but choosing but... But Ollie, if you were choosing if let's say you were choosing um you run a business with 50 employees and they 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 earn money but they also make commission and you decide which area of the business each employee gets to sell from so you mm-hmm. sell like toys and sweets and chairs and whatever and then um michael doesn't really get on with you right so you don't know this just michael doesn't really like you so you're not aware of this you might not be making a, a, i like michael michael's making loads of money right selling chairs you 
let, you might have even pulled them out of a hat, right? Michael gets attributed to selling sweets and Kirsty's now selling chairs. Right? <laughs> I like, know. Look, bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. No, I'm so, with you, with you, with and you. they're making commission, right? So the better they sell, they make more money. So then the boss comes out and goes, Michael's not going to make as much money this year to the whole business. Even though you haven't done something which is intentional towards Michael, you've made a fair enough assessment because he's selling something which isn't as much money. You haven't done that on purpose. You pulled it out of the hat. Do you think that's a professional way for you to conduct your business? To go, Michael's not going to make... It, my opinion is that I want to see CrossFit look silk, smooth, sharp, and professional that we can all look to, and we should conduct it in but that it's way. Going back to that community thing, I think everyone feels... I, we all feel closer to our idols than the Premiership football team. Like, because we're on the same league table as our idols. Well, you know, it's a really everyone, everyone is in, we're in this community together, right? So Castro bad-mouthing someone or, you know, Josh Bridges bad-mouthing Castro in the terms of whether it's a joke or not, we feel we're part of it, right? And I think mm-hmm. that is a very, very good thing that Castro is doing. I think becoming, being a human being, you know, not being this prim and proper. The fact he's not prim and proper makes it more of an exciting sport. It makes it more, you know, why has someone got to be, you know, I'm going to put it out there. The world has gone really PC. Like, we have gone PC. And, like, we had a little couple of jokes at the start there. They are literally minor jokes. Like, there's no meaning behind anything like that sort of thing. So, in terms of the, the sport being really PC and stuff, I think it makes it somewhat boring. And I'm, I mean, yeah, I hear, I, do you know what, Ollie? That is a, an amazing point. I think that there's, but what I mean is, Castro shouldn't be surprised with the backlash. Like, if we're going to no, be, think if we're gonna be think like, dog like... eat dog, you should, but he, he was, like, he was surprised by that in the way he spoke. And I think you can't be surprised if you're going to engage in that. Don't think anyone's for a surprised second because saying it's 100 million of people come out and then say, I, this is not going to suit him when you're the person planning it. Like, expect a backlash because you've invited it. But that man probably didn't expect a backlash. And he got a backlash himself from his his output. Like, Mm. it was tit for tat. Like, people think, Castro, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said this on your Instagram live. Like, you should have listened to the facts first. He's, you know, that's wrong. But do you think that... We're not privy... Yeah, you're 100% right, and I don't mean to butt in. Um, I just, I will forget my point. Do you think that um, we don't, we're not privy to all conversations? Even uh, people would uh, assume that we had a certain relationship and they don't know what our personal and private conversations are like. And so, therefore, we only see what is put out. Um, knowing that Matt has used the, um, uh, the not being invited to the invitational as part of his... Um, drive to make him better and Matt hasn't been like uh secretive about that he's told people it and he knows that you know he said it on camera so you know that it's going to go right yeah so it's going to go back to to Dave do you think that Dave is saying those things as part of the theatre to create uh that drive or to turn that volume up to make Matt even more determined like he isn't someone that uh, I don't think Castro is someone who uh is for or against he's not in the sport to make friends like his nature isn't that and his you look at his previous endeavors he's he's not that type of human he's not here to please anyone he's not here to piss anyone off he quite likes playing the villain um but i think he's still human so he's like he keeps his family out of the media he's quite a humble person um i think he knows 
that people love it and hate it, but it gets mm. a conversation going. And I think that he, like, I, I think even if he wasn't going to be a part of uh, 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 the sport or anything like that, I think Eric Rosa knows his value and enjoys that value as uh, a way to create conversation, drama, theatre, whatever. And he's also good at his job that he's kept him in the business. Eric is the type of court from the corporate world where like that, you could argue that Dave Castro is like a, um, a fiery character that could blow up in his face. And, and Eric's kept him in this very high profession, um, position because he knows that that has a value to it. And I think that um, Castro is just playing the um, the villain and that side of his personality. He's just turned that volume up. He is not like that off camera. He knows the stuff that he's doing, even the fight with the, um, even the stuff that he's saying with- uh, Richard Bridges. Uh, Kevin, uh, Bridges. Kevin, Kevin Bridges, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> Matt, you look at it, look at the things that he does. He wore the, you know, after Matt and Rich had he's, their- uh, that, he, You know what, on, just on that, on that point, he is making the sport grow more. Whether yeah, you like 100%. it or not, he's using the negativity and he's using the positivity and the villainous and the sort but of he, you know, hush hush behind it. He's putting it into play and he's he's making the sport grow. So like Ryan says, Eric Rosa wants to keep that bloke on because he is making yeah. social media is like you said the biggest platform. Look at the stuff that he shares. He has a following. A lot of the community follow him. He shares things that he knows are going to antagonize people because that's part also of his, support. That's the, also support. Yeah, people. and support. Um, and uh, he like uh, he recently. So Matt and Rich had a like a genuine dislike more uh, Rich towards Matt, but like I get that. Like you're alpha male and then you've been uh, knocked off your perch and so therefore someone is coming taking your living from you so there is definitely some sort of confrontation between them that after that came out the very next time because they didn't do any open announcements last year when um glassman was in charge because glassman didn't want to pursue the sport so much um so castro basically got pushed back in the cupboard and didn't get to do any of the theater stuff that he does um and whereas you can see eric's gone 100% I want you to be you and uh, he's worn the Rich Ronin hat and the Matt Fraser hard work pays off t-shirts knowing full well that those two hate each other or don't like each other that much and that's that he's playing that that card again like constantly being the, on that the as joker well, of the used, pack he used that to also throw people off the scent of the thing so it's like it's a game he's playing a game and he's very good at yeah. it. he's like Jigsaw from Saw he's like <laughs> you know, that's, that's such a good analogy weird workout yeah, he, determined, he determines your fate. Like you're going to either walk away from this, or you're going to crawl away from this. He will determine it, and he's very—he's a very smart man. And really whether you like him or not, he's like Marmite, right? And that's why he's so successful. And I think in the world you get that. That's what politics is, isn't it? Politics is like Marmite. You got some people love it, some people hate it. Some people love the you know left wing, some people like the right wing. You know, it's it's a political thing, and sport politics is a weird one as well because. You know, you, you could divide people, people who like the sport, you divide them down the middle in terms of they agree with the politics, but, you know, like the Greg Glassman thing, you know, everyone's, we've all kept doing He's it. He's someone we, that was never going to stay in the business. No, He's no, no, way but, too I mean, volatile. But, but the, his, the, the whole thing, the politics of the sport has pushed the, the founder out of the sport because it's such a strong sport now. And I think Castro is playing it so well. And he's do, I think he's doing great. I think he's doing the sport now has got even better this year than it was last year, and we're in lockdown. We're in lockdown. It was to a point where everyone's falling. <laughs> it's starting out. to grow again, hasn't it? The open. Yeah, because everyone's everyone's like, I'm unaffiliated. I'm not doing this. Not doing that. Fair play, you know. Shit can hit the fan, but 
Castro has been through the thick and thin. He said, look, blah, 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 this all happened. Eric, you know, Eric Rose has come and stepped in. This, people have come, come back to it going, yeah, shit, we've maybe threw a towel in too early. We didn't really see what was going on. Like, we asked the question to me, well, are you going to affiliate? We're like, 100%. We always were going to affiliate, and we did. And it's the best thing we've done because, like... He's I just, said I at that, on that podcast that this is the best time to be an affiliate because they have been neglected in the past um, and uh, they were fighting as, a, as a, a corporation. They were fighting different battles. And now yeah. Eric uh, Eric is driving, the uh, like understands how to run a business and understands the community is massive. And there's a, like a, like you said earlier on, like the community feels hurt really easily collectively. And that's a hugely powerful uh, revenue generator for a start because people are passionate about it but it also mm. has had huge effect on people's lives in a positive way so it's an easy organization to get behind and uh, uh you know it's um it's not a dark corporation when you say like oh, i just want to take you and make you a healthier version of you by doing this methodology but um it's really easy for people to get passionate about because it's people's lives and how long they stay alive and their families that are going to be impacted by this and that's why uh though like when we had that last podcast and I was Castro through and through and I've still got my flag up and it's still flying uh, and uh, uh, he's someone that has not although he has brought on controversy and said things that are controversial he's not uh, he's not tone deaf to what the society is talking about and feeling he's uh, he's riding that edge of uh, promiscuity or danger mm. and that gets people you know excited and fired up but he's doing it in a way that is generating more conversation or positivity. You know, and I think he's made you do CrossFit. Like you were always, you know, the bodybuilding sort of background. You never really loved it at the start. And then you started. Dave Castro. Started... Yeah, well, yeah, I do. I think Dave Castro <laughs> has made you love CrossFit. No, that's my, think, that's my big output. I think Hayden because... Rolfe got me to do CrossFit. But Hayden Rolfe was made to do CrossFit through Castro because the Open Games came in, you know. I think <laughs> he, whether you oh, like to say, it's a big shout. I don't, I, think, I don't think anyone's. Does anyone here question whether you like Castro? I think what we were, what where no, we don't know we him, coming do we? from. Is, we just know what we see, and it's media. What's, he, what's that? You don't know Castro. No one says you can. You like you know. It's not. I mean, do you like the Castro you you perceive on the media? I think he's. I think he's fucking brilliant. I think he's brilliant because he's, like you say, he he winds people up. He's slightly on edge. You know, he's sort of like a bit of a rock star. You know, you just Sex Pistols, for example. Who liked them? Who didn't like them? They just caused anarchy, didn't they? He does that in the CrossFit world. And it makes it exciting, and that's why CrossFit is so fun because it's, it's, it's you don't know what to expect. You painted the most amazing picture of the Sex Pistols and Jigsaw coming together <laughs> to create what is Castro. But let Sexy me put jigsaw. a question back to you: Do you think that CrossFit could do better? But I don't know what you mean by that in terms of how I you said about the le- okay, you said about level on, one, brother. How, like, you know, let's go like, to level one. I think, uh, okay. I, I think that's a great part to start on. So, the level one, uh, a weekend, um, uh, qualification, uh, they the thing that I think that does, I agree. I like level of, I think my earphones are going to die in a second, so I'm gonna have to you go rogue and tinny. just. Do I I'm going to hang that up and uh, tin man. let me edit this. How do I get out? Can I just say I've done both level one and, and personal training. And I can't hear what you're saying. And a Go degree, on. okay? I've done level one, personal training, and a degree. So yeah, I'm no, no, I, I'm, about to, I'm about to. Oh, I'm just... also going to use what we want to say. I can use it as my roll on. 
Okay, uh, what I can't do is unconnect this or disconnect it. That's the word I'm looking for. So I'm going to have to leave it until it actually dies. Um, is unconnect the wrong word? Uh, yeah, disconnect. Um, so <laughs> the level one, I think what it does is it gives you a, a basis and enthusiasm to go away and self-learn. I don't think you learn everything on that course, like you rightly said, but I think what it does is it teaches you, um, it teaches you some things, and it also teaches you, uh, it makes you want to go and learn more things. You see other people, that like they do it in a very aspirational way. Now we've all done level two and level three PTs and Ollie has said, and I quote this all the time, he learned more in those two weeks or he was, uh, I would argue, enthused uh, to, to go and teach things and learn more about, uh, more about the uh, perfecting his coaching skill in those two days than he learned in his previous uh, qualification in uh, PT. And I did mine the other way around and I 100% feel the same way. Now, the, uh, the learning uh, in the, um, the PT course is way, way deeper. The physiology that you learn is obviously way more uh, um, uh, in detail and you learn way more about the body. So I fully understand that as the two, uh, 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 the two positions, but I feel like I came away from uh, the L1 as a, this is gonna die, it keeps beeping at me. Um, the, you came away oh, from the L1, yeah, I came away from the L1 thinking, I want to uh, gain as much knowledge as possible. I want to be able to coach as uh, char um, charismatically as the level three uh, seminar staff. And uh, it, it took, uh, I took away from that, uh, like a, a, a real yearning to learn more, which I didn't get from the other courses. And then there's, a, 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 to, a, to support that, there is all of the online courses that you do, which again, it, it does have some physiology in there. It does which have you can uh, like, do, which you can. Yeah, do. you can. You don't have to do. No, I agree. But I feel like the the people that do an L one leave it. They do it for two reasons. One, just to, they like CrossFit and they want not necessarily to teach it. They just want to know more themselves. I think the people that do it with a view to coach themselves go away and learn loads of other stuff, and then then do a level two and also do other courses around it. And the examples that I have for it, and it's only me and Ollie on here it, uh, that have done that, have signed up to other um, like gymnastics course or Ollie's done his level two. And I know that is because that is a platform for making you want to be better. And then you become like a, an autodidact to gaining knowledge off the internet. You want to uh, better yourself constantly. And then also I would argue the other coaches in the boxes who are generally level two level um, and have had done other courses around that support those level those level one um qualified uh humans to learn and be better and uh, coach but you are right it is that just that course alone in the weekend is dangerous um to go and coach uh like all of the movements when there's so much to it i would, so, yeah. I, would I would slightly disagree with you there i would because on my i don't know like i said personal training is vast there is so many aspects how to get into it. You can do a degree uh, per strain. You can do a six-week course. You could do, I think you can even do it online and not ever have a face-to-face uh, -face sort of meeting. So your statement about should you build a coach after level one? Yes, because I could sit online, type in level three personal strain online, become a way of a higher level, shall we say, and go and coach, you know, someone with uh, horrendous scoliosis and you know, the onset of osteopenia or, you know, osteoporosis, whatever you want to talk about. And, and 
know jack shit about it, right? What you learn with a level one is you learn to become a lot really practical. So it's like doing, um, it's like learning to drive a car, right? You, you learn to drive a car over a period of time, whether you do an intense course or whether you do um, over three, four, five, six, seven months, okay? But you, at, the end, at the end of the course, you're going to learn to drive that car. When we were on our car for our first driving test, we hadn't got the foggiest of how to fucking drive a car. You're driving it, you're like, I'm on the main road and there's a car coming towards me. Do I pull out? Do I not pull out? You have to make that judgment, don't you? So <coughs> I think they teach you in the level one to move better. They don't say they're going to make you move the best. They're going to make you move better. They say, if you can't do this, do this. If you can't do this, do this. They give you options. So you then can choose your options. So I think in terms of saying, should you be able to coach after your level one? It's, it's all about options. I think you, you have to you have to look at yourself. Am I a capable coach or coaching? You know, that's sort of down to the coach himself, you know. They say you can't call yourself, uh, I think you can't call yourself a coach until you've got a level three as such, okay. Um, so I don't think people are, going to, people are going away and are probably abusing it in terms of they got this power on my level one sort of thing. And I think that is slightly wrong. I think you should, you know, uh, sort of educate yourself even more so like you do. But like Ryan said, it, it, it encourages you to go away and learn more. You do more. You, you've got this level one. You've got this foundation. It's known as the foundation course, isn't it? It's known to get your understanding from zero to 100 or get your uh, knowledge from like 80 to 100. Like it doesn't matter where you're coming from, what aspects you're coming from, but everyone has to have it. So the fact that everyone has to have it is already a start over some people that haven't, you haven't got to have a personal training course under your belt or a certificate to be a personal trainer. You can be a cowboy, you know? So that's, I, I disagree. Though. Yeah, you can, you, you can be a personal, you can be a personal trainer. You without can't call a yourself a personal trainer legally and yeah, practice. You, you wouldn't get insured. You can do it. You can do it. You can't get insured. Because you haven't got to have insurance. Insurance is just, uh, is your backing sort of thing. There's no legal fee. It's like, it's like the psychotherapy. You haven't got to be, you can be a psychotherapist and just talk to people. But, and, and but, but I mean, so, but hold on, but this depends on what we're talking about, our form of what you should and, and can do. So I began this with like, could CrossFit be better? And Roy, you suggested that we begin by talking about the level one. I still would hold to you guys. Could could CrossFit do better? Yeah, I think. Uh, but the when we talk about could something be better, and I said at the very beginning, everything can. Organization yeah. Of course, can be better, yeah. Right. The way using Ollie's analogy of the car, I feel like um, the level one teaches you how to teach someone to get from A to B and use the vehicle in the safest way possible. I feel like other courses that last longer teach you first about how the engine works and what size bolts go into the wheels rather than focusing on moving the car efficiently from mm. A to B. For so example, that, like, uh, do you mean like a personal trainer's course? Yeah. Um, and I, and that's the, the difference between, from a coaching point of view, from my experience, I felt like I got way, 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 way more from the level one on how to coach someone to move better than I did in the level two. It depends two. what you want, actually. So like you're saying, like, we went directly into coaching. So I suppose that's where we're all coming from, a coach and such. Um, but in terms of how you're talking about whether you want to know more knowledge about the body, level one is probably not the best that a personal training course is. If you want to know more about moving, I'd say a level one is pretty much predominantly moving course. So could it do better? Yeah, in aspects to teach you more longer, you know, give you a longer aspect. But then they give you a, a learning manual, which has the anatomy in it, you know. 
it's down to your discretion to learn it. So they're giving you the tools to go away and learn it and better yourself. So the two days you do, brilliant. They're the best. Two, I mean, within two days, amazing. I did a six-week personal training course, and I learned, like I said, I learned more probably in my two days than I did in my six weeks. But then I also did a degree on top of that. And obviously, I learned more in my degree than I did in two days, but it was over three years, you know? So could it do better in terms of, yeah, it could. It could be it could be a six-week course, you know? But the fact that so many people have done the level one has made a lot more people better in that aspect. So the next step is then to better yourself in level two, which makes you a better coach. You know, level one is like say a foundation. You can use it how you want. You can do it as many times as you want. You can learn it as many times as you want. You can read it as many times as you want. It's there. You can type it in and go and read it now. Um, but level two makes you the better coach. It's all about how to better yourself. And you, it's a personal way of bettering yourself. Again, the two-day course. Um, but then you look at when you call yourself an actual coach, and this is just just coach alone. This is not to know any more about the body and such. This is to talk about methodology. It takes you 700 hours to become a level three, and that's only if it's successful. A level four, I don't. I think there's like two, maybe two maximum ten uh, level fours in the UK. It is like unheard of, really. It's really hard to get a level four. So, saying, could it do better? I mean everything could be do better in terms of you can be a better football coach yeah. you can be a better rugby coach it does it really is a really vast statement i'm pretty it's sure interesting that better. what's that roy i'm pretty like because by saying could be better that you can't argue that like that is that's uh you position it so uh that you could argue that about anything you could say that the highway work the highway code could okay be without getting into philosophy then if you bring it back to matt <laughs> fraser him saying his criticisms of the level one do you think that crossfit could improve upon those he didn't go well, enough depth. The, i don't I think he enough depth the, him, uh, what's that Ollie? I, he, did, he didn't go into enough depth okay say, fair, how fair. better i, I don't, don't i don't think you i don't think you, you could have a level one on the ground without them demonstrating their success like and it, it comes across it comes across like if Ryan started, you know, so Ryan holds a level one, but also a personal training degree and has a shit ton of knowledge, probably more than myself, you know, he, he, this guy reads, right? I think the level one, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I think you should have to do a practical test as well. Um, I think maybe you can add that in. Should that be better? Yeah, maybe a practical test. And I think to coach someone, maybe they put, um, like you say, a governing, a governing factor in terms of, you shouldn't be coaching someone one-to-one -one as such as a class. Um, maybe you have an oversee of someone else. I don't know because, like I say, people are very, very capable and do it from a very high expertise because they've done from the CrossFit world in terms of they've done competitively. Now they want to go into coaching. They have to go through the level one, level two, level three, etc. But that has to start from somewhere. So how do you do it? Do you have to have a, a pre-entry degree, a pre-entry re uh, sort of requirement to get onto level one? Maybe you can add that in too. But again, like I said, the should and could is a very vast statement. So if so you were Eric Rosa watching that podcast, would you justify not thinking? So if you were watching that podcast, would you then come away? Do you think Eric Rosa came away from that thinking? Well, anything could be better. Therefore, yeah. what he's saying is irrelevant. 
I think I think Matt's probably had it from experience being in different boxes. I've seen some crazy. I've been to a few boxes. I went. I went. I'm not going to say names. I don't want to bad mouth anyone. I think everyone has a right to you know do what they want to do. But <laughs> say the name. I think you. I've been to a few places. And I think the coaching could always be better. I think the delivery could always be better. I think the education could always be better. But that person is doing better doing it than someone that's not doing it. If that makes sense. The per- the fact that they're on this the level one course and learning. One one different thing and getting better is great. Whether they can deliver it to a, a, a community, a whole, is another argument, you know. If I was Eric Rosa, I think the level one is constantly updated. It's always updated. If you look at the level one in terms of 2010 to level one when I did it, to level one probably now, they're adding more and more stuff in. They're taking the, the, taking the stuff away, adding more stuff in. I think they give you, you have, e- also you have a community in terms of email. Like now I've got a level one, I can email someone saying, I'm really stuck with this here. What can I do? They will come back to me going, try this, try that, read this, do that, maybe do this course. So there is a guidance pathway as well. Right? They also do go through the compound movements and some of the biggest like uh, um, movements that have, inaccuracy inaccuracies in it so it's like um looking at some of the most basic movements like a squat and a deadlift they go through that in quite great detail about how people the worst doms <laughs> level one and it uh, was so bad i think everyone does this yeah. the move the way you move that pvc pipe right and, i got and pee i can they, hear you still i got pee i know i can't make friends out i'd be weird you take your friends out <laughs> take your headphones out do you want to come with me? Yeah, I think um, like you're right. I think uh, uh, how do you set up a um, a coaching um, pathway for people to go on, and how much do you put into that initial that initial thing before you let people go off and do crazy stuff? A hundred percent. From our perspective now, we could say, oh, actually, that isn't enough. Or from Matt's perspective, um, <laughs> is that Olsen? Olsen. Yeah, Olsen, put the earphones in. Take his headphones, um, Olsen. <laughs> um, if for anyone listening, that is a dog. <laughs> um, if you, uh, um, yeah, the, the the level one is 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 a super basic thing. I think they've done as much as they can to condense it so that the person that leaves there is safe to administer the advice that they've done. They go through some testing. They go through. Um, uh, they go through. We go through the observational and the uh, the written test. It's not the biggest test and it's not the hardest to pass. But I think you said <laughs> the danger of lots of people doing something means you're going to get people that get through the net that aren't necessarily uh, the most intelligent or uh, have the best intentions. Like the more people you're going to, ha- the more people that go through it, you're going to find more of those types of people. Mm. So I think. Um, if you have a conversation with your coach and you're not happy, they can't tell you why you're doing uh, the workout that you're doing, or they can't explain uh, the movements, uh, the <clears throat> the reasoning before uh, why they're teaching you something. If you do ask those questions, then that's someone that you shouldn't be coached by, and that coach maybe needs to go and learn, uh, uh, you know, uh, learn some, learn more uh, or in more depth. But um, I think it's easy to brush uh, tar um, the uh, the level one as something that's really um, you know demonize it. I, I, I just think uh, having done it and having done like people can coach off a level two, right? Do you? What do you mean? Do? Yeah, once you've done a PT level two, you can coach off that. You can take classes, right? That's more dangerous to me than the level one. 
I can't understand that. Yeah. Right. And that's a governing body that it, it, that that uh, that is a, a certificate. There's a level one coach. You can also take classes, right? Right. Again, so as in level one uh, CrossFit. CrossFit right? Yeah. I think I there think... are different levels, though. Like, I don't think the level one is comparatively to level two in, in PT world. I think uh, level no, one. No, no, no. Is... I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Yeah. No. yeah. But, uh, so I think that the basis entry level um, PT qualification isn't as good as the CrossFit one. And now your argument to me was it shouldn't compare. It should just try to be better, which I 100% That's agree what I, Yeah, that is what yeah, I think. You did say that, but yeah. I think uh, you have to look at your marketplace to, to evaluate where you're at. Yes, you can make improvements. Oh, do you not I think did. that? You've just, you've done an amazing job of making this about the people. So like CrossFit does an amazing job of looking after people like it's about improving people's lives, improving longevity, getting a, a lifetime of sport and lifestyle and community. That in of itself should be enough for CrossFit to want to do better. And I gave you the analogy of Tesla. Tesla winning at everything. Elon Musk doesn't go, take a day off team. He's like, I want to be even better. And, and CrossFit do that. And, it was, and what I find interesting, and I think this is where, this is what I said to you was where I feel would be limited. I don't think Eric Rose is going to be like this, but would be limited. If we talk too much about why CrossFit is already good, like I think that we all would agree CrossFit's great in all of the facets we've talked about, but it still warrants. I think your question was a loaded question, though. What's that? I think your question should or would CrossFit could it do better? I think that's a loaded question because I think. It, any like back to what I said, it will always do better. But anything. Can this be is what like, interests me. This is what I'm saying is interesting. Is that rather than this conversation ending up us being like these are the ways that like the level one could improve. So if you talk to if you talk to like um, when someone's passionate about something, we either go defensive or we're like, yeah, let's see this growth. And it interests me that our conversation hasn't become like yeah, like level one is crucial. So how could we make it even better? And that's what, like you said, Ollie, that's what they're already doing. If we didn't have that opinion, the level one would never, ch never change. Now, I think, I think that it always isn't... goes to the time, times and changes. Though. Yeah, I think, I think, I think like it, you're saying, I think, I even, think they roll with the punches. I think level two PT does as well. I think everything is evolving. Mm. Um, I think level I, two isn't just for clarity. Level two is not a PT. It's like a fitness instructor. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you can take classes with it, can't you? Or you can, yes. take, you can coach people. Um, uh, the i think when you initially said that i got defensive because i, I was directly compa comparing the two different things and i like i see people that have just done level two coach and i'm like it's heartbreaking to see and then i see people that are level one only coaches and in my experience they've been uh miles ahead of this side um i guess i could have just been lucky this way and i've uh uh, come across people that were already would have been uh, great coaches anyway. Like I think as well, on Ryan, I think passion. I think we have a, so much passion. I think we've 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 evolved yeah, that passion have, from it. <laughs> you have to remove that when it's this type of conversation, so that yeah, I you, think we I, do. I do. I do. I do. I, but I think that this sport has given us passion. Like when I was playing rugby at a high level, like higher level, say high level. When I played rugby at a higher level, like passion drove me through it so if someone only tried to say something to me like whether you avoid passion you can't I let that slip through i'm happy to say that so i thought was better than rugby you say yeah i'm happy to say that <laughs> Why <laughs> ollie ollie what so you're talking right so with passion yeah 
what were you so oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was trying to get an example of passion um, he was about to I defend just think, no no i'm just saying like Zara, like we have earned this passion in some respect it's doing what we've done where when you do this personal training or this fitness instructing whatever you want to call it whatever you do uh, the passion is is not so much there because you're not you're doing it for say you as such where the passion in terms of learning more about crossfit you're doing it for yourself the people the community the, the boxes you're doing it to you know i think there's more to it in terms of the grander scheme of things um where personal training your your, your passion is to, to be, teach on to be fitter or learn a bit more about the body um where the level one is a fair comparison about... to personal training how do you mean sorry so that with per- sorry with personal training do you think it's a fair comparison to summarize personal training as a personal training wants to teach someone to be fit or move better with their body well doing both for my aspect, level. Uh, uh, so yeah yeah so, so doing doing my level three uh whenever it was and doing my level two or one i think I don't know because obviously I'm in the industry now. In in terms of my all that, you've got mate, you're, you've been a per, you've been in this industry longer than me and Rye. So you're a personal trainer for anyone who doesn't know. Ollie I was think personal training is vital for someone that wants before. to teach someone to move, understand how to teach them to move, understand how to program in terms of that industry. I think in terms of I think if I wanted to do football coaching, I wouldn't go and do a level one. CrossFit coach. If I want to do football coach, I'll do it and you know, a, a, I think it's like an FA one or something, something like that, or I'll do a level one rugby coach, or if I want to do a rugby coach. Like they teach you to t- coach and learn for that sport where personal training is a vast. So I've got a football player come to me saying I want to get fitter here. I've got a, a ballerina saying I want to get more flexible here. I've got an, you know, Doris, 85 year old, and wants to get a bit stronger to get, you know, do her everyday chores. Like but can't cross all those still help all of those people it's what i'm going now it's what i'm going okay. so the, with your level three plus training you have to pull on a few cords so you've got to pull a few cords you've got to go research a bit more you've got to go away so you could argue that level three teaches you the basics and then it's your your responsibility to go and learn more where in terms of the crossfit it sort of covers you in a vast because you're learning all this stuff like i can make doris 85 year old do get stronger with the same movements in a different sort of uh a different sort of program a different sort of time frame different sort of you know modality as such and as i can do the same as the football player who wants to get better at football in terms of as a sport i can use a similar sort of set of movements but program it in a different fashion a different intensity different you know variety shall we say they do similar things but the vast differences for what they want and i think that's what crossfit does it it it, it gets this big world of things puts them here and then gives you that knowledge where level three gives you this knowledge and says you now got to go away and learn more so to be a better level i mean we've seen some i've well i have seen i'm sure you have seen some personal trainers thinking you shouldn't be doing that 
I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, but I think that's unfair. I, like, as much as I, 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 that resonates with me, I feel also that's unfair. I'd imagine that um, if we were to see lots of L1 coaches, um, at, at, I'm going to call them um, CrossFit L1 coaches, but we keep saying L1 and L3 and it's going to confuse people, but CrossFit level one coaches, if we just looked at them coaching when they're new, I think we'd say the same things about them. I think that's just everybody's on their journey. Um, I... Uh, I, I just think um, uh, the it's a tough one to argue either way. Um, I, I think Louis's right. It could be better. Um, and I think that that is already being looked at. I think they look I think everybody looks at that. I think the very like as a human species want to be better every day. I think even an L, a, a level two PT co um, trainer wants to be better and is probably well reading it. Um, I think that the the reason why people do these things is to help other people get fitter mm, and healthier. A hundred percent, man. And, and yeah. I think that is the sentiment that we should look at more and support everyone across the board. <coughs> um, I do think that the, the methodology that CrossFit uses is uh, more transferable to sport um, in regards to uh, its it's quite it's fun so it's easier to stay accountable or to stay um within that space whereas uh some of the other aspects of training can be more boring uh well also i mean we i mean we've we've directly gone to compare uh compare the personal training industry and the uh, across the industry because that's all we sort of know as such that's what we've done i think in our defense and also in a, in a contrast in like just sitting there thinking what you're saying i think we just naturally went for that that should we say argument should we say i think they're all different in terms of you do a level three to like say better knowledge you start with your level you know your your level one which let's just say your gcse you you learn you do sport you tend to you're going to roll into it you're not just going to fall into it you're going to I want to go and teach you on how to move better, whether I want to program for them, want to make them stronger, I want to become a bodybuilder. I want, you know, you go and do your level one, two, threes in terms of the personal, industry, personal training industry. I think having the knowledge from that, in my experience, I could carry it over. So I learned more in the level ones and twos because I've already done that. I've, I've been a trainer. I started to like the CrossFit methodology. So I used that more in my natural training just because I did it. So that was my level three here, personal trainer. I then, when I went to cross to, shall we say the level one and level two uh, CrossFit, I already used my common, my, my, my knowledge I built up over here. Yeah. And I learned more from that. So I think I used the level one and two as a building block to order my already pre-gained pre knowledge. When did you but, guys do your level ones? When? Uh... uh Two years like ago? Year, yeah, no, two three years. years ago. I can't remember now. I can't remember. I've written down somewhere. Yeah. Time, so it was three years ago. I just remember being in a boat oh, and being yeah. really drunk on a boat. <laughs> everyone everyone forgets that uh COVID has taken a year out of our lives. Um and oh, yeah, yeah. it's three years ago. It's just last year has just flown by because we haven't done anything. But yeah, yeah. it was three. I did my level two last year. Um and yeah, like I say, right saying we're like developing. I've really my my mindset is on to going to my, I I just I was like all you guys and I would consider all of, I would just consider even myself and all of us and this is my really big headed but I consider us good coaches because we're already already actively looking to get ourselves better whether that's nutritionally whether that's 
extra levels and extra courses right whether that's myself i want to, i really i've strived to try and get to my level three i really want to get my level three now that is my biggest drive and i think that is a passion that drives us that's so i awesome. think i don't i think i think in terms of going back to this argument we just happen to fall into this personal training side crossing side i think they fall together yeah, I, I think yeah and i think, and I think is, this is the that's why I was surprised that we even went there because the, the, the reason yeah. we go back to why this started was I just said CrossFit could do better. And naturally we fell into this. And do you know, if it was the other way around, I'd have done the exact same thing, but I'm like, I'm here. Like, why can't we talk about CrossFit doing better? And it's like, well, look at personal training, but I, Hey, we could have a whole podcast and I would be like, this is what's wrong with the personal training. You could have asked that question at the start, though, and we could have spoke about the media. We could have spoken about the, the yeah, 100%. Could have spoke, so, I mean, so, like, we could have spoken about the nutrition, you know? And the reason I put, that, put, I was, yeah, oh God, yeah, don't even go there. But this is, so really quickly, <laughs> with the argument for me, people are passionate, is not enough. Like, Ollie, you will have bumped into 50 people who sell Herbalife online. They're passionate. Don't for a second tell me, tell me, right, I get probably 50% of them are just to make the money. I don't doubt that most people selling Herbalife want to help people, but that is not enough. It's not enough just to want to help people to be like, you go do your thing. So this is why I'm like, hey, like I would, I would like, I think that the level one as an entry level course for anything in my humble experience, I'm 26 years old, I think I did my level one like five or six years ago. Like in my humble experience, it's one of the best entry level things you can do in anything. I would like, I would never be able to defend it as being enough to then go and teach everything that a level one person can coach. So when I hear Matt Fraser say about these things, I'm like, wicked, like taking notes, like, cool. Like, Eric, you could do these things, like mandatory career development courses every six months, or they have to be assessed by a level two coach coaching every three months. Let's protect the human being at the end of that coaching sword. And that's, that's where I come from. And that's the same thing, like, Ollie, you'll meet someone who's like, Ollie, I really want to go help people. You're like, you still need to go get a course, even though you care massively. We've all talked about people who love, like to help, but you've still got to go and protect you know, that individual that... you end up with by getting at least some protection. And sorry, mate. Do you not think, like you saying it though, they, people do though? Like, I don't, I haven't come into this world not knowing someone that has that with the passion to help or do or, you know, something better themselves in, in any sort of discipline, any sort of thing haven't gone to strive to do a course a gain a better gain their knowledge somewhere else or do something else i think everyone most people will up, yes most people will. I, I, yeah yeah but yeah. you cannot let them you you it, most people will but we have got to all respect our scope of practice until we do with yeah. um regards to your point you just made about retesting or um having a level two coach uh, look at you six months later. Is there, to my knowledge, there isn't an expiration date on the level two. Every five years. No, there is on level. There is on the level. Oh, it might be every three years. And I. So it's. Um, but my question is that the level two PT <laughs> and level three doesn't have an expiration date, right? Yeah. Mm. Whereas the level one in CrossFit does. Was that Shaniqua? <laughs> but this is so my point is i think uh, you are onto something in regards to they have something there how do they make it better is it better than others already 100 but what could they do to make it better 
then yes, I think you're right. I think that they could reduce that so that it's more frequent. Um, but I know that they charge you the same amount to redo which it. Is, after, mate, yeah, which that, is that's ridiculous. ridiculous, right? So what they could every do better, five years for level yeah, one, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah. 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 So if you that as a mechanism is better and industry leading, I'd argue. Um, but yes, mate. If we're gonna it, compare, hell yeah, yeah that would right. be the best. And I don't necessarily think that therefore it can't improve. I think you're right. And I think that's something that they can do. So a takeaway for this for Eric Rosa, if that's something that he looks at to build. <laughs> Eric, when you're next listening to the Between yeah, Two Podcast. Shout out to Eric. But um, the, if, you, if that is something that someone were to listen to or to if that's something that they wanted to do better, then that is already industry leading, which like as Ollie did there when he started doing the Shanika dance, that made me uh, uh, that made me appreciate it even more. But I do think that by reducing that to a two years and not charging for that, or even uh, part charging, or well, yeah, part charge, but more if you, I think if you've done another course, whether it's online or whatever, it doesn't have to be a level two, but another one that adds to your knowledge so it can That's be one really of their online idea. courses so they do after six <coughs> months if you uh one for you. Wait, 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 wait if you complete one of those <laughs> online courses you extend your expiration date by six months it's a really good idea so i love what you're saying i love what you're saying i completely agree and i think that is that is how you can make the level one better driving test you never have to redo driving test <laughs> do you are we about to criticize yeah, the way you, you have to do it again when you're like 75 something like that because I'm, yeah. I'm close to having to do it 75 mate i got my driving license when i was 17 i'm yeah, thinking no, like me. i mean i've been in some wacky cars i mean i've driven some right started driving works. uh penny farthing didn't you <laughs> that's how it, all you had to do to pass your test when i did it was you had to do you get drive a penny farthing do you ride a penny stuff you right all you had to do oh no you're drunk <laughs> we all you have to do is get in your car turn it on and drive five yards in a straight line and they gave you a certificate and you were good to go <laughs> is that your driving test that was my driving test yes hers just before me <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was coming fortunately she doesn't actually listen to the podcast <laughs> says more like everyone else or me or me like <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen to your own podcasts <laughs> <laughs> you lost him I know he's gone oh man he's got a but mate, too, right. do you know what 100% and I honestly like um, I think that I, I I really hope and I, I know that this bit of me where it's like take pick it up put it down um, the last one we did we got um, I, I'm right I say okay. this to you all the time I say this to everyone all the time and it must be really annoying for you but one of the things I learned from being your friend, but definitely living with you and hearing you talk about managing people, one of the most amazing things that I took to, and there were loads of things, but to sort of surmise was like the ability to, to the, the ability to sort of take a different perspective on things. And one of the way that manifests itself is how to take criticism constructively and how amazing it is. And the, like, pick it up, put it down. Someone uh, sent us an email, took loads of time sending us an email about how something could have been better. It was sort of a complaint, but also it could. And I was like, you, like, I definitely remember you. I definitely remember Martin being like, this is freaking great. Someone has literally gone, 
here's your clues to being better. Imagine you had that in exams when you were being younger. So as Eric Rosa, Silicon Valley dude, you know he's got that mindset. I think Matt coming on the podcast, Eric Rosa would have been like, well, this would have been me for sure. You okay, look a little bit like I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, you've said that so many times. I'm going to take all of it these points it. and I'm going to action them. I'm going to action them. I'm going to be like, right team, I know we have a shit hot thing already. How do we make it even better? How do we be better than what is perceived the industry standard, the level three PT, which Ollie, you're right. You can get it online now, which, yeah. Um, so yeah, how can we be better? And I would have been like, Matt's come up with all these good ideas. We'd have to tell him his ideas or he's made them aware. This is an opportunity for us to go. And I would have been like, Joe Rogan, can I come on your podcast? Hear all the things that we're great at. And it's like, hell yes. But to say something could be better, 100% does not take away from it being the best already. Like, I agree. Um, and I learned that from you, Rice. So anything that you disagree with, that's on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, I, and I think that um, uh, in a roundabout way, we have, there was another thing that I wanted to talk about, but I've actually forgotten what it was because I was too busy um, nailing the expiration date thing. Um, <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, I knew that cheered Ollie up. Like, there's a second. Ollie was starting to flag, and then I was, he's had a second wind. Had a pee and it broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, what? What did they do to you in the toilet? Don't talk about it. <laughs> it's one of those pees that didn't stop. That you're like, I really need to finish now, but I can't. <laughs> um, you should have come with me. <laughs> Olsen's going to come through with a monocle like don't did he come in a minute ago he did didn't he he sat down had a good time he did he, did. he had some good words as well yeah yeah, yeah. He, he was way wiser than you were <laughs> yeah, okay, he said okay. Greg Glassman <laughs> needs to come back yeah we had like oh we... yeah it was a bit dark <laughs> <laughs> no, well that got darker that got darker uh, I did get darker if Georgia watches this I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he's watching this. I know. So, you can say what you want. Until I no, cut this bit out and put it on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, just, if George like, is watching watch this. this bit. <laughs> Ollie, what was the bit you did last time that we cut oh, it, out and put on? Because we did. I thought it was no. Part. I thought it was the uh, apple pods, and you made apple pods over me. Like uh, the, no, the, the, yeah. so funny. <laughs> but there was another bit. Ollie, Ollie did something like he said something. I'm sorry. He said, like, either Nike, I'm sorry, or Casper, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he was insulting Nike last time. Oh, so, someone, and you were like, <laughs> oh, what was it? Football, I'm sorry. You said something like... I'm not sitting watching that two-hour thing again. I can't. <laughs> I don't know I if barely understand wanted. myself talking normally. And it got darker and darker until it's just darkness. And we were like, candlelit. And then lights came on. It was very romantic. Um... I think uh, I think we've we've gone on forever again. Uh, like uh, that, I'm just uh, wait. <laughs> wait, uh, I just wanted to say that there's some gold content in there that I really enjoyed, um, and I think we should wrap this up. What are you most excited about in CrossFit, Ollie, in the next five years? Me personally. Yes. That's why he asked you. Like, he asked you for yeah. opinion, did he, dickhead? Fuck's well, sake. if it's me personally, to have an actual... Use my gym for what it's for, you know? That's a, 
that's what I want next time. Yeah, Bear, man. success in, in my business, but using the CrossFit methodology, Wicked, using the CrossFit man. community, personally. Long if we're talking thing. about as a whole, I just want to see it grow. Just see, I, want, I would love to see the CrossFit come into, I don't know if it's possible, into an Olympic sort of size, like make it an Olympic size event or even put it into the Olympics. Somehow. I don't know if it's possible because it's such a, an array of different sports and different things. That's my, you just have a CrossFit competitor in each event. Like yeah. Matt Fraser doing yeah, the triathlon. How cool would that be? It's both boxing, I suppose. You know, you have that in worldwide, but you also have it in Olympics. I suppose I don't know. Amateur based, maybe make it amateur based. Uh, nice. I don't know. I just think it. I just. I don't know. I've seen so much positive from from it. Uh, it deserves you, you, a bigger platform. Get, yeah, I think it deserves a bigger platform. I love to see the UK grow more with it because I think it is very American. Um, and it's great because that's where it's come from. That's where it's built from. The passion is obviously massive. But I'd love to see the UK do some more stuff, do some bigger yeah. events. Um, it's a shame they're taking a sit away, um, only because it's local for us, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm up for traveling. I 100% have been saying this for the last six years, maybe seven years, um, that it will continue to grow. It will... Uh, take over a, a lot more of the space that it already has and i uh i would say in the next five years it will be part of the curriculum for schools and as the as the epidemic of obesity continues i i 100 believe that this is one of the most effective ways to deal with that epidemic and therefore it will continue to grow it will be in the school curriculum and uh it will be uh, whether it's linked to um, health insurance and you have to your your um, your payments are less if you do this amount of that, I do believe because it's so scalable and so e uh, accessible um, to everyone. Um, I believe it. Like I've been saying it for so long, but Ollie's one hundred percent to set that up. I like Ollie's like uh, now to blow smoke up him, but he's he's genuinely a nice person and he's doing it for the right reasons, which is why I think he'll be a success, but he's also very knowledgeable. And he, uh, as a business, I believe that uh, it's very viable to set that up in an, in, in an industry that is, um, has needed that injection to uh, into it. Uh, and I think that, um, yeah, in five years that we will be most people, it will be in the mainstream because it's definitely not now. Yeah, hundred percent. I think there's it's it's but look at the way it's growing. It's it's going that way. On it, right? So we've talked about all the beautiful things that CrossFit could be. This is my dream for there to be. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I feel like it would. So to defend CrossFit, I'm like, right? I'm at a dinner party with loads of people that hate it. I feel like one of the things that will be brought up is like, right, so you're the fittest at everything, right? Yeah, like, we like, we're... Average superhero. at everything. Superheroes Moderate, mediocre. So yeah. when I say the fittest at everything, Jake we are fittest at the accumulation of everything being yeah. tested. Okay, let's see you fight. Now, I think that there needs to be an element of either... So we've got... What CrossFit has done is... <laughs> there's loads of climbers. There needs Can you to imagine be, the CrossFit game? There needs to be some sort of... There doesn't need to be, but I would love to see the next five years an element that is an event wrestling or martial arts. They'll just call it gladiator, wouldn't they? I don't know how, you can't, thing is, you can't equalize or you can't like, you can't, you can't measure that. that. It's yeah, not measurable. 
Which means there might be a way. That's really, that's really hard thing to say because, like, even MMA is so vast. I think MMA is the this is the big thing. It's going to ruffle a few feathers. MMA is the CrossFit in the fighting industry. Yes. Yeah. In, in, like, so you got jiu-jitsu you've got brazilian jiu-jitsu you've got you know you've got boxing you've got oh, kickboxing. You <laughs> you've got, you've got, yeah there's so many jiu-jitsu <laughs> i mean like what's that what's that what's that spanish dancing i suppose that's in there as well isn't it like Pini. is that one is it, yeah something, there's so many the crab marga you know you name it like that is in mma but yeah <laughs> i think i think i don't i maybe you can get a an MMA CrossFit crossover would be quite cool. Uh, that would be wicked. Aren't a lot of MMA athletes training in CrossFit to help with yes. their power, strength, agility? If you listen to the new, the recent, most recent uh, Think Tank podcast, which you probably won't listen to, right? Noah Olson trains with, I can't remember his name. Noah Olson's great. Good guy. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Just, that's a bit anyway, he trains with a, a UFC fighter. Of course, um, it fucking um, does. <laughs> Ollie, that's a wicked and analogy. Though. Max. That is a wicked analogy about uh, it being like the CrossFit. Or, yeah, that's such um, a good analogy. Well, you've come up with some good analogies today. One more thing, just to, just to reel this off, right? I just saw it earlier that made me laugh. I really want to open with it. If you're at a dinner party, <laughs> what things can you say at a dinner party that you can say during sex? <laughs> this is uh, now on the end of the podcast. Go on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking you what would you say. <laughs> oh right. Oh, you actually want the answer? Yeah, um, I want some answers. What can you say during dinner? Oh, that you can say during sex. <laughs> Great stuffing. It's it's nearly the end. Great stuffing. <laughs> More oh, gravy. No, yeah, I was gonna literally about to talk about gravy, and I thought, no, avoid tummy worms. Why well, has just plugged you, Ollie? To be the ambassador for children getting into CrossFit, and you've smiled. Why you say children? We said just helping people in yeah. schools. Why do you bring schools? He place? said schools, man. I did. I mentioned schools. On the side of things, I do the adult side of things. <laughs> Eighteen that, plus. Yeah. Yeah. 18, Eighteen plus. Can we put a, a age, an age rating on this, please? Well, I think we're. I think. Yeah. We're, do you want to get rid of that logo? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even cover it. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Guys, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to close out with? No, I think um, I look forward to round three. Do you know what? I'm actually, Ali, Ollie, I am like that, um, that element of when I said what you guys are looking forward to in five years. Hell yeah, mate. You've got so much stuff to be excited about. I'm excited just, I'm, you know, the big excitement for us, I think everyone, for everyone, like for your pick up, put it down, for your SB, for, you know, plug in all we want as well, like for the world to just get some normality back. Yeah, I think man. how exciting is it going to be to live the normal life we lived, but now appreciating it? Oh, man. Hugs. Hugs. Yeah. Hugs. Hugs. Just hugs. I'm excited for hugs. Like restaurants. Oh, I could, I could murder a good steak, you know, and, and a beer. With some good company, mate. That would be that is awesome. And you know, I don't know, man. I just, that, yeah, that, that's man. the biggest thing. Five years doing something you love, and uh, that's what I'm looking for. Wicked, so. man. Yes, yes, love that. Chaps, it has been a pleasure. We have put a tiny bit of the world to rights. Um, actually, before I go, one more question, and then we'll sign out. Favorite CrossFitter, Rye. 
Uh, Ollie Stables. Oh, you've teed him up big for what Ollie's answer is going to be. Ollie, right now, my favourite cricketer. I want to see Ryder really well in the open. (laughs) (laughs) But Chandler Smith, we're talking about. I want to see him get on the podium this year. He, mate, he deserves it so much, Um, isn't he? He's a hard worker. Uh, Lily, here's yours. Do you know what? I, only because of the journey that I've gone with him. Bukowski, I initially was like, oh, he's not that like, I, I don't know why. I never sort of warmed to him straight away. <laughs> not but, like good. Because <laughs> he, he's not like, a, he doesn't really, I know they did the thing with like Vilna, like the sort of banter, but he's very much like true to what he does. I really like Bukowski. I think he's like on it with what he does. He's really consistent. I love their... Um, was train your weakness like just really about that i think if i had to meet a crossfitter who i was going to selfishly be like i'm going to learn loads from it would be not with gerard then well, it doesn't mean i don't like other ones <laughs> not, not ricky gerard no, he doesn't he, he doesn't know that ricky gerard is uh, the drug cheat yeah but yeah no but it doesn't mean that yeah, it doesn't necessarily take away from his and we're not going to go into that we're not going to no. go into that um, <laughs> I, I from Louis, from Louis, from Ollie, I would say my favorite. You can't uh, change it, man. Yeah, I can. I was joking. Yeah, I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. I do. I do really enjoy uh, Ollie uh, the way that he tackles all kinds of things, uh, especially okay. the way he workouts. <laughs> Hot and okay. hard. Hot and hard. Poor G. But um, uh, I would say my eighteen my, plus. My tip. For the next Keep three this years, podcast eighteen plus now is uh, Brooke Quells. Yeah, she's gonna smash it. Really? Yeah. Two years, um, proven lot. Not Haley Adams. No, nah. oh, she, she'll be good. I think Brooke Quells will win it in the next three years. Oh, I think Haley Adams has got more potential than Brooke Quells. I beg to differ. You know, I think the proven team are strong, man. Brooke, you look yeah, at their, they are strong. Brooke is twenty-two years old. Is she? God, no, you think she's been in the sport for ages, don't I you? I know that blows my mind. Twenty-two. Yes. How old? How old is um? 19. Matt Fraser. Oh, Matt Fraser's 30, 30, 31. That's crazy because he could. He, I mean, I honestly think he could have taken a sick. He's year. got at least another ten years, like me. <laughs> All the fingers. But I was He's... just. I. I didn't want to slag myself off. If I said he had, you know, five years left, that means I'm already out of the game. <laughs> Right, boys. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us, you legends. Ollie of Fortier, Brian of SV, Louis of SV. Thundercats, I love you. Thank you very much. Well done, guys. Team, thank you so much for listening. What an awesome roundtable. Ryan, Ollie, you guys are absolute legends. Thank you so much for such a wonderful conversation. Everyone for listening. Thank you. We certainly feel like you're there. Um, I think that even if it doesn't sound like it, you certainly hold us to account while we're talking. We're thinking about that. It feels like you're part of the conversation. So do feel free to send send, send us your thoughts at my email or Rai's email. Um, uh, and I'll put, uh, or you can reach out to Ollie. That'll be in the show notes to this podcast um, or let us know on social media. Otherwise, please do hang tight for the next podcast, which uh, we step away from the roundtable format and we go back to our normal format um, with a mighty, mighty coach uh, by the name of Matt. And if you don't know him, you're definitely going to want to after you've listened. So guys, have an amazing day and I can't wait to tune in with you at the next podcast. Uh,